song this morning. Thank you, as always, for a strong and powerful singing that we all should be feeling this morning. Amen. First of all, I just want to thank God for the opportunity I've been given again to stand before you all and present another portion of God's word. And I'm thankful for just being trusted uh, to stand before you all. And it's, a, it's, a, it's something I take very seriously. And uh, I just hope and pray that something is said this morning to encourage you all, especially during the times that we live in. But before I do, I want to I wanna, uh, open with this. We have, ha we have the ability to gather and worship and fellowship here free of persecution. Uh, there are some of our brothers and sisters throughout the world who don't have the privileges that we have. So let's Amen. make sure that we understand us being here is a privilege. Amen. Right? Amen. Uh, it is, it's something that we shouldn't take for granted. It's something Amen. that we should be willing and desirous of. So I just want to make sure that I communicate that uh, before I even begin. Amen. Also, just understand whatever kind of week we had, kind of month we've been having, all those things, we're going to push those to the side because this morning we're now in a place Amen. where we can find peace and comfort through his word and fellowship Amen. one with another. Yeah. So that this morning, that's the goal. Right? I hope and pray uh, that, I, that I achieve that goal and I, and I will ask that you all, you know, bear with me this morning. So I've been, I've been doing some thinking, especially, uh, again, as I said, the political climate that we're living in. Let me be very clear. That's, that's not where I'm going this morning. Mm -hmm. Very clear. But being a citizen in this country and, and what that means to people on an individual basis, whether it be culturally, socially, economically, or politically, being a citizen means something to people, right? And, and, and ha it has been up for much debate, especially in the past few days, the past few months, uh, quite frankly, the past few years. Mm -hmm. right? It's been up for debate. But again, as I said, I have no intention, no desire uh, to further that debate. That's not, not at all what I'm doing. But I do, however, want to address uh, citizenship in the kingdom okay? and what that should look like for his citizens. So again, as I said, there are people who identify as citizens of this country based on particular things, again, particular demographics. But for us, we have a strict set of demographics given to us by the word of God, Man. understanding who we are. Again, Man. that's where I'll be this morning. So for us, we want to examine citizenship uh, not only for members of Christ Church, uh, that is his body, but for anyone here this morning who uh, has not yet committed right, and is searching for a place of peace and comfort. Because again, uh, we can just turn on our TVs or we can just go outside and see uh, the discomfort going on, see the chaos uh, in this world. But if someone is here this morning searching, looking for a place of peace and comfort, I pray to God that it is given to you uh, through his word and you are pricked in your heart in such a way that you are moved uh, to obtain citizenship in the kingdom. Amen. Uh, again, being separate and apart from what the world is offering. Right? And quite frankly, what the world has always been offering. There is nothing new under the sun. Amen. Nothing new under the sun. Amen. So, uh, the scripture text that was read to you this morning, uh, 2 Peter 1 through 11, we'll read that again. I want to make sure that we uh, uh, maintain the context of this morning. Uh, and I'll begin reading from the King James. <laughs> 2 Peter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, 
and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity, or love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So this morning, there's a particular verse that I'd like to deal with, but I wanted to give the full context before I did that. And that verse will be chapter, uh, verse 10. Uh, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. So this morning, have you elected the right call? Right. Right. So again, that's a verse that we can quote front, back, sideways. But do we truly understand what that means? And again, I won't be long this morning. That's not the intent. But I, as my good brother Kyrie says, I won't be long, but I won't cheat you out. Uh, so I want to make sure that we communicate that this morning is going to be, we can look at it as a refresher track. Everybody in our jobs, at some point, we have to go and kind of uh, refresh some skills that we have. And that's all we're doing this morning. We're just getting a little refresher training. Uh, so again, making sure that we have elected the right call, Because right? we're going out in the world, and we're going to have to uh, be uh, proponents of Christ's body, going out speaking, sharing the gospel. Man. If we're doing those things, we had better know what it is that we're doing, and we also better know who it is that we are and who we've been made through Christ. Right? Right? So by definition, uh, very basic, a, a calling is a strong urge towards a particular way of life or career and vocation. Now, everything that I'm giving to you, that's a, that's a definition from Merriam-Webster, understanding that. But what we want to do is we want to take that into it and put it into a spiritual context, understanding what that means for us. So a strong or urge towards a particular way of life. That's what we want to concentrate on, that way of life. Our way of life should be indicative of the right calling. Mm -hmm. right? Understanding that. Election, by definition, the action of election or the fact of being elected. That's twofold for us. So we elected. We elected based on an invitation that was given to us, free for all men. And again, we were also elected by God because we believed. We were elected unto salvation because of our faith in him. So again, that's twofold, the action of election or the fact of being elected. So that works both ways for us. So now what we're going to do is we're going to work through 2 Peter 1. Again, I read those verses, but I want to go through the entire passage, and I want to make sure that we understand characteristics of the right calling. Mm. Okay, here we go. Technology, y'all tried to get me this morning. We won't let it. Right. So now, first verse, Simon Peter, servant and apostle. So now what we're doing is we're looking again at characteristics of the proper calling. Obtain like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Faith. Now, faith is associated with that calling. Right. Romans 10 and 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So now we've got to know and understand what it is that we're doing. Right? Nice. We've got to know and understand. And yeah. not only know and understand it, we've got to believe in it. Yeah. Right? We've got to trust in it without a shadow of a doubt in our mind. We've got to know that this is the right way that I should be living my life. Yeah. Not saying it. I can say it all day long, but yeah. am I doing it? Right. When you see me, do you see my calling? Do you see my vocation? Do you see my way of life? Right? Do you see what I've elected? Again, we understand that uh, the election, we could talk about it all day long, but we've got to know and be living in that way. 
Right? Amen. It's no good to say I'm a Christian. We don't we don't say we're Christians. We do Christianity. Amen. Right? That's what we are. That's who we are. That's who we've been made through Christ. And we've got to remember that. So again, obtain like precious faith. And it's precious. That faith is precious. Amen. It all began with that faith. With us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Again. Amen. And also, not only faith in obeying the gospel, but we're given faith. God gives us faith. It says in the word, God gives us faith. It's been, we've obtained it. It's been allotted to us. Right? So now we got to understand how. Righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, not by our own merit. Man. Understand that the things that we do are not because we deserve it. Man. The blessings that we receive uh, being elected and called is not because we did anything spectacular. That's right. It was done because God is graceful and he's merciful and he loves us. Man. That's why we elected the calling in which we took. Man. So we've got to understand that. And what we're talking about now in 2 Peter 1 is we're talking about growing. Right? We're talking about growing in Christ, growing in understanding, understanding that things that we committed to, again, we made a commitment. When you elected that calling, you committed to that. That's right. Understand that. And now you have an obligation within that calling to not only live that way, but to grow in that way. Man. Our faith must continue to grow. And we'll, let's, see, let's see how that continues to play out. Uh, verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By this, we, again, we, we grow not only in grace, right? We've already been given grace and allowed uh, salvation through Christ, but also peace. I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of things going on in the world. Right? Are we concerned about those things? Have we forgotten that we are called to grace and peace? Those things, we should be unmoved by those things. We should be unmoved because we understand the calling that we elected. Again, we elected. It was a voluntary thing. Right. Continuing on, our growing relationship is ensured within that election. We've got to understand there's growth in that. I said that earlier. We've got to make sure that we're continuously growing and moving forward. Because when we're stopping, that means we don't understand that the calling requires growth. Right. So we've got to understand that there's work involved. Again, now, not by our own merit. Our faith has led us to obedience. Right? That obedience was done because we know who we've been saved by. And now we want to do it. We have a desire to do it. We have a desire to grow. We have a desire to, again, embody that calling in which, we've been, uh, which we elected and we've been called. Right? Continuing on, our faith is based in him. Nothing that we can do. We've got to remember faith is the beginning of it all. Right? And it's precious, that precious faith, that obedience, that righteousness of God. That's what our faith is in, the righteousness. And not only the righteousness, but the faithfulness. Everything that God, everything that we can think of, God's provided for us. Whether we, know, whether we agree on that or not, Amen. He has given us everything that we need to serve Him. Amen. To serve Him. That's right. And that's what it's about you all this morning. Serve Him. And Amen. this is just refresher training, you all. This is this all we're doing. We're just going through some little refresher training. So now, verse 3, going down. Uh, According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Now, we elect a calling. You all listen to this. We elect a calling that's infused with divine power. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 1, 18 and 20 says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling. Again, that we're hopeful towards his calling. There's Man. hope. Man. Oh, we're not downtrodden. We're not saddened by the things going on. We're hopeful because we understand our calling. Because Man. again, we elected that calling. That's right. Man. So now, we'll get to that. I don't want to jump ahead. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand 
in the heavenly places. Unto life, right? unto spiritual life, demonstrating a conduct that is worthy of that calling. Right? So we're living in a way that is worthy of the calling that we've elected. And understand that divine power that's infused in that, in that calling. That is the power that has the ability to raise the dead. That's, within, that's what's in the calling that we elect. Do we understand it? Do we live our lives with that understanding? And in that knowledge, are we growing closer to Christ through that understanding? Because again, we elected it. It's a, it's a commitment that we chose. And by that, God elected us unto salvation. So that's twofold. Remember that definition? That's twofold. So, so remember that. And also... What's happening is we're, we're growing in our glory and our virtue because now everything that we're doing is glorifying Him. Man. We're living a virtuous life now. Uh, we're, we are living a life filled with virtue. Yeah. We, don't, we, don't have to, we don't have to worry about if I did something wrong because I'm steadily working towards doing something right. right. I am steadily on the path of righteousness, understanding that I need Him. Right? Yeah. And that's what it's all about, you all, yeah. humility. It takes humility to understand the calling in which we elected. We've got to be humble about those things and realize that we need it. Man. We need it. Man. So continuing, growing in that knowledge, our union with Christ strengthens daily. It's no good to not grow in your relationship with Christ daily. It's no good. Man. Being here today is no good if you're not growing in your relationship with Christ. That's right. If you are not here because of growth in your relationship, again, it does you no good. So we've got to understand the calling which we elected. We've got to understand what's been given to us because of that election. Yeah. Continuing on. Our understanding is continuous. Right? Our knowledge is continuous. We, again, seeking and desiring that glory in understanding in every aspect, aspect of our lives. Right? We exude those godly virtues, whether it be on our job, whether it be in our homes. It doesn't matter where we are, but we are living virtuous lives because we understand the calling that we elected. We understand what's been given to us through that calling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, going down to verse 4, continuing in, in 2 Peter 1. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. Listen, you all. We aren't making an election based on empty promises. That's right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> We made the election based on promises fulfilled. Man. Promises that are already fulfilled. Yeah. Again, so, uh, and I told you all that I have no intention or desire to be political, but I just want to use this as an example. Uh, politics, right? There are, you can, if you can say, it's safe to say that there are sometimes broken promises, empty Man. promises that are yeah. given. We make elections in political uh, atmospheres based on promises that are not fulfilled. This is one we have. We don't have to worry about that. Amen. This is an election that is made based on promises fulfilled. Amen. Promises that have already been fulfilled. Yeah. And we understand those things. That's why we chose it. Yeah. That is the exact reason why we chose it. Uh, and, and 1 John 2 and 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And so now we've got to understand what's in the world. Those are the things that are in the world. And we don't have to worry about those things because we know what's in the world. We yeah. shouldn't be shocked or surprised about anything that's going on. Yeah. We shouldn't be shocked or surprised. And if you are shocked and surprised, remember your calling. Mm. Remember, remember that calling that you elected. Again, yeah. you chose that. Yeah. Uh, so again, we, we take refuge from the corruption of this world, uh, all those things because of that calling. And also understand that this leads us to a divine nature. Yeah. Right? 
We are citizens that have been naturalized in divinity. We are naturalized citizens in the yeah. kingdom. Yeah. Naturalized and unto divinity. Yeah. Do we understand that? Do we understand that calling and how that should make us feel? And not even let me let me back up. Not even about how we feel, how that should make us act. Yeah. Not even based on feeling. Let me get that out of there. I want to make sure I don't want to confuse anybody. But we do things based on what we know and we act those things out again. That calling, that's your way of life. That's yeah. your vocation. You yeah. chose that. That yeah. is a career for us spiritually. That's our career. Yeah. Our career is to act out that calling in which we elected. Yeah. Right. yeah. Continuing on. Again, I just want to make sure that I, we understand the citizenship that we've attained. Again, I said earlier that we see people uh, identify themselves as citizens of this nation based on particular things, but we have something far greater than that. Something far greater. We are now, again, we are naturalized citizens in the kingdom of God and to divinity. Yeah. And we've got to understand that divine nature because of that calling and that nature. Verses 5 through 7, and beside this, giving all diligence. Again, these are the things that we should be adding. These, again, are characteristics. Characteristics. Adding uh, faith. Add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. To patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity or love. Mm -hmm. So be careful to add these things. That diligence, be cautious. Make sure that you are doing these things. You are seeking to do these things. Adding these things, temperance, self-control, yeah. which requires patience. Yeah. I don't know anybody who has self-control that doesn't have patience. Mm -hmm. Man, yeah. Now, you may be able to, but these, again, are characteristics of a calling that we elected, a calling that is righteous in nature, a calling yeah. that, is, is, that is indicative of a citizen of the kingdom of God. Man. And we've got to understand those things. So now, if these aren't qualities this morning, and I, and I hope that we're all examining ourselves, if these aren't qualities that we exude in our everyday life, then again, we've got to go back and make sure that we understand our calling. Yeah. We've got to understand that we chose the calling. We elected it. Yeah. Right? And through our faith and obedience to the gospel, God elected us into salvation. Yeah. Again, that twofold nature of the election. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's continue on. Uh, but making sure that love right, is at the root of it all. Yeah. If there is no love, anything, everything that I'm saying to you this morning won't matter. Right. If there is no love. Right. I can sit down right now if there is no love. That's right. yeah. And we've got to understand that that's the root of it all. Yeah. That faith, that love. Right? We're obedient by our faith because we love him who saved us from a life. A wretched life. Man. He saved us. Yeah. There's love there. There's obedience because of that love. I understand what I've been called from. I elected to be called from that because I knew there was no way. Right. There was no way. Now that love pushes me forward. That love helps me to continue to act out a vocation worthy of my own. So we've got to understand those things. Continue. Mark 12, 29, 31. This is Jesus talking. And Jesus answered him. The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is life, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Understand that brotherly kindness. I want to make sure we back up to that brotherly kindness because before that love is that brotherly kindness. So do we understand that that means I have to do for you all? Out of the love that I have because of the calling that I elected, do we understand that we are to be brothers and sisters in Christ? 
that right. we're continuously, it's a continuous uh, uh, a relationship of reciprocity. We're continuously giving, we're continuously doing for one another because of that election. Man, we understand man. those things. Man. Remember, John 3.16, what was done for us? Yes, John 3.16, that's what we do for one another. We man. sacrifice for one another. Man. Because we, that's love. Man. And now if that's hard for you, if that's hard for you, if any of these things are hard for you, then again, we've got to go back and re-examine our call. Man. Have you elected the right couple? Man. So again, if you are not bearing those fruits of righteousness, right, and you're not growing in your relationship, and your desire to serve, but you got to examine that calling. Again, as I said, I'll continue to, uh, to say that because we've got to understand what verse 8 is saying to us. For if these things be in you and abound that make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And understand what that word knowledge is saying to us in a particular context. It's that knowledge that's growing in a relationship with Christ. That knowledge, that understanding. That's growing in companionship. Understanding that it is a loving relationship. Right? I want to do it. Right? I want to do it. So the things, so the fruit that we bear because of that love, right? it's done genuinely because we're obedient based on that love and we chose it because of all these things. Because of all these things, and this is, this is stuff that we should know as members of his body, right? These are things that we should, because again, we elected this. We chose this. Right? It was a voluntary thing because we understood. So again, if we're not bearing those fruits, there needs to be a reexamination of where we are. Man. There needs to be a reexamination. Yeah. And we should all be examining ourselves daily Man. to ensure that we are living a life that is lining up with the word of God, that is, that is worthy of our call. We'll Man. see that later on as we continue on. Right. Right. So, whether the rather, uh, Second Peter one uh, verse ten, whether the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So now, this election and calling is indicative of a citizenship of the kingdom. So now we first of all have got to understand that we are citizens of the kingdom before anything else. Amen. Before anything else. I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a soldier, I'm all those things, but that comes underneath being a citizen of God. Amen. So my concern, I'm not more concerned with those things than I am about being a citizen of God. Amen. I'm successful in these things because I'm a citizen of God. Amen. That's what we have to understand. In the climate that we live in, we can't forget that. And if we forget for a moment, then we're vulnerable to attack. Man. We've got to understand that our calling and election has been made sure through God, through his son Jesus, because yeah. of his love and his mercy. Not because we've done anything. Yeah. Not we can't do anything. Yeah. That's why we chose it. That's why we elected it. That's why we chose that calling, because we knew we couldn't do anything. Yeah. So that should keep us in a state of humility as we go out and the world sees us, they should see us based on the actions of our calling. Yeah. So now, that's just very getting through the calling and election. So now let's look at what that looks like for us as Christ's church. Right? Ephesians 4, 1 through 4. Mm -hmm. I therefore, the prison of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the, here we go, worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, mm -hmm. endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body, <coughs> one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Again, there's that hope. And again, what we talk, uh, Paul is talking about, the unities in the spirit. Right? 
that unity and that bond of peace. Understanding all those things, that's part of your call. That's part of your call. Now, we went through some individual, we can kind of isolate those as individual characteristics in 2 Peter, but right now we're talking about as collective. Yeah. We're talking about individually and collective now as his body. This is how the conduct of his church should be. This is what Christ's church should look like. When they see us, they should see our calling based on an understanding of the election. Our attitudes and our actions should reflect our calling. So again, the question is, do they? Do they reflect our calling? Again, as I said, in our homes, among friends. Again, as I said, in the workplace. All these different things. People should have the ability to identify our calling, regardless of the circumstance of the situation. Regardless. And if they can't, again, we've got to go back to ensure that we understand what we chose. Yeah. Because again, I'll continue to make this point. We chose it. Right. We entered into the committee. Yeah. We chose that. No one yeah. forced us. We understood that there was an opportunity for salvation, and because of that, we were obedient. We said we loved him. That's what we said. We obeyed the gospel. We committed to an election. Now, our calling needs to ensure that it lines up with that understanding. So that's a collective, as his church, not only just individually, but as a collective whole. When someone sees us as Christ's church, I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about as a whole. When someone sees us, they should know. Amen. You are walking according to your call. When people speak about us, you're walking according to your call. The things that I do, no one, the, if you see me in a grocery store, it will be no different than me standing up here right now. Amen. Because an understanding of the calling that I chose, that I elected, that I will be held accountable to. Because yeah. again, it's on you. So again, with all holiness and meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called, and one hope of your calling. So, hope. I want to I wanna for a moment talk about that hope. We need that hope. Because every day that we are blessed to wake up, we're yeah. going to deal with something. We yeah. are going to engage in a battle. Spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get around that. Right? But that calling provides you with hope. Yeah. That hope is in what? Victory. Man. We're not fighting just to be fighting. We're fighting to win. Man. What soldier goes out thinking that they won't win the battle? I need you to stay behind. That. I need you to stay back. Right? Because you're no good to me. If you understand who you are and the victory has been secured through Christ. Listen, I'm hopeful. Right? Because of that calling. I've been called to serve. I've been called to be bold. I've been called to be confident. All those things are based on an election that I chose. Again, I chose that. We chose that. And because our choosing that. God elected to save us. Yeah. Is that not a relationship worth growing? Yeah. Is that not a relationship worth understanding and furthering? Yeah. Is that not a relationship worth continuing to grow in love and bearing those fruits? So now first, let's continue to understand that, that godly calling. I want to make sure that we, we understand it. I'm working myself to a close. Bro. I told you I wouldn't be wrong. So we've been called. This is what we've been called called out of darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter 2 and 9. I won't read through each one of these, but I do want to make sure I take some time to sum it. First uh, Peter 2 and 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. So now let's understand, let's unpack. 
a holy nation. Listen, that's the only nation we should be concerned about. Amen. Now, I'm, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention it. We are citizens of a physical world, true indeed. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. But however, that should not be more important than your citizenship in the kingdom. Amen. Ensuring Amen. that you have been naturalized in that divinity, right? that divine nature. Remember I told you I would naturalize citizens in that divine nature. We've got to understand that our citizenship is in the kingdom. Amen. That's what helps us in the physical world that we live in. Amen. That's what helps us get through that. Because we understand our calling. We understand what we chose. All right. Again, so priesthood. I want to look at that royal priesthood. Do we understand being priests? Do we understand what that means for us? Amen. In the Old Testament, yeah. right, the priests did it for the nation. Yeah. Right? They, were they were a select few. Yeah. Right? You had to be from the Levitical bloodline. Yeah. If you didn't have the bloodline to be a priest, you couldn't even do it. That's right. Through Christ, That's right. everyone in here that has obeyed his gospel is a priest. We are in a royal priesthood. Now, Amen. do we understand what that means? Part of that calling is now we should be sacrificing. Yeah. Right? We should yeah. be worshiping. Not yeah. just on Sundays. Every day. Amen. That's yeah. the calling. Yeah. That's the priesthood. Yeah. We should be offering up. And what do we offer? What do we offer? Our lives. That's it. Our vocation. Our calling. Should be indicative yeah. of understanding the priesthood in which we've been entered. Because remember, not everybody could do it in the Old Testament. It was a Levitical priesthood. And if you didn't have that bloodline, if you didn't meet the specific requirements to be in that priesthood, you didn't make the cut. Man. Everyone in here, Man. because of Christ, because we elected a calling, has entered into a royal priesthood. Now we've been made a holy nation. Yeah. Do we understand it? So we can't be more concerned about a nation in the physical world. Come on. Brandon, Come on. We have to, because we, we live here. But listen, we're not going to live here forever. That's right. We're just passing through. Man. We're just passing. We are sojourners. We are seeking to obtain and continue that citizenship in the kingdom. Man. And that's what we should be communicating in the world by our calling. Yeah. Let me move on from that. I don't want to get too. Let me move on from that. It's all right. So now, what we're doing is understanding that priesthood. No one is doing it on behalf of us. Christ already did that. Man. Now we have the ability to approach the throne. We can boldly approach the throne of God yeah. Yeah. because Christ cleaned us up. Yeah. He made us priests. Yeah. Could you? Can you all think of that concept? You all are priests. Yeah. I'm not talking about the ones that have the little white collar. I'm talking about you are now priests that have the ability to access the throne of God. Boldly. Confidently. Man. Understanding you've been called to do so. You've been called to offer up worship. Yeah. Again, not just on a particular day, but every day. Man. Every day you should be in a place of worship. Yeah. When we come here, that is the icing on the cake. Yeah. The worship should already be done. Man. Now we're fellowshipping. Now we are sharing and exchanging worship now. We're gaining and growing with one another. But listen, it better not start here. Because yeah. then if it does, we've got to re-examine that call. Man. So, into the light of Christ. Into his marvelous light. That's the light of Christ. Because again, Matthew 5, 16 says, Let your light so shine before men yeah. that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Yeah. That sure sounds like a calling to me. Yeah. Based on an understanding of what I chose. Moving on. Conform to the image of his son. Mm. Right? Understanding the fullness of God in Christ. Righteousness of God in Christ. Right? 
Romans 12, 1 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, mm -hmm. holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, mm -hmm. which is your calling. Yeah. That's associated. Do we understand that reasonable service is associated with our calling? Yeah. With a calling. Mm -hmm. So when we read these verses, we quote them back and forth, sideways. Do we truly understand who we are? Yeah. Do we truly understand who we've been made through Christ? Do we live a life based on that understanding? Mm -hmm. uh, verse tw uh, Romans 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, yeah. that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Yeah. So now that calling manifests itself in our lives. Yeah. Each one of us has a, a we're called, but each one of us, it manifests itself differently. We all have different skills. We all have different things that we deal with, but the calling will not change. How it looks for us individually may be different, but the calling is the same. Yeah. So if you can't understand that, again, we've got to go back and make sure we understand that we chose Right, call. Yeah. Into the fellowship of his son. We've been called into the fellowship of his son. First Corinthians 1 and 9. God is faithful. By whom, here we go, ye were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Called into the fellowship. That's like being invited to a fancy dinner that we have no business being there. Right. We got a seat at the table. Yeah. I don't even have to put on my good clothes. I've been invited. Yeah. Come on, sit on down. I know you don't have an invitation, but I want you here. Yeah. I know you didn't do anything to be at this dinner, but come on, I want to feed you. Yeah. Because I love you. Yeah. That's what we have. That's the calling that I'm talking about this morning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Into his own kingdom and glory. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 12, and also 1 Peter 5 and 10, which we'll read. Uh, 1 Peter 5 and 10 says, But the God of all grace, who hath filled us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that he hath suffered a while, Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle. Understanding grace. So now we gotta also understand grace, y'all. We gotta understand grace, we gotta understand faith, we gotta understand love. Because all those things are intertwined. That grace came from God's love. Obedience. Jesus loved God enough to sacrifice himself for us. Invite again, allowing us to sit at the table. At that fancy dinner that some of us ain't got no business being at. Hey, come on. It's a place right here for you. Yeah. Sit on down. Yeah. That's what's happening. That's what we've been called unto. Mm -hmm. Continuing on, called to be saints. Romans 1 and 7. 1 Corinthians 1 and 2. We've been called into a realm of peace. 1 Corinthians 7 and 15. Colossians 3 15. Again, remember, we can we can all use some peace, you all. Man. <laughs> we can use some peace. Man. Whether it be, again, in our personal lives, our professional lives, our emotional, our social lives, we can all use some peace. And that peace is found where? In Christ, based on what? Our calling, based on what? We chose. Man. So again, I want to be very clear. It's an election that we chose. So the question was asked, have you elected the right calling? Yeah. Were you expecting all this? <laughs> Move on. Freedom. Galatians 5 and 13. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, here we go, but by love serve one another. We have liberty in Christ. Yeah. Now we don't have, again, as it says, we don't have the liberty to do what we want to do. That's right. Because of grace, oh, we all, I got grace, I can do what I want to do. That's not what that's saying. No. But we have liberty to serve. Man. We have liberty to live a life that is worthy of a calling that we elected. 
right? As his body, as members of his body, as a holy nation, a royal priesthood, offering up our lives as sacrifice. We understand that. That's where that understanding comes from. So now when we understand those things, that fruit is born. We will bear that fruit, right? We always talk about the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. Do we understand where they come from? That comes from being in the right calling. Yeah. Understanding and walking in a calling worthy of the righteousness of God. Yeah. Because we've been given it to us. It's infused, remember I said, it's infused with divine power. Yeah. That power that had the ability to raise the dead. That's what we get you all. Right? That's what we get. Hope. We've been called to hope. Uh, Ephesians 1.18. We've been called to holiness. On the first Thessalonians 4 and 7. Patient, enduring, and suffering. That's what we've been called to you all. First Peter 2.20, uh, 21, 3 and 9. Listen, you all, I'm not going to read all that, but I do want to make sure that we get some of it. For what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patient? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patient, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto when were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Listen, you all, and it continues to talk about the things that Christ went through. Listen, in that calling, guess what there's going to be? There's going to be some suffering. There's going to be some hurt. There's going to be some pain. There's going to be all those things. It didn't say you were called to an easy life. It'll be easy if you stay within Christ and understand. But listen, you are going through things. And that's okay. So if we approach going through those things with an understanding, hey, I got to go through this because it's part of my calling, then guess what? We walk worthy of that calling because we understand. We understand, and now it, what happens is we are in a, if we're in a constant state of worship, remembering that we have been entered into a priesthood, when we go through things, guess what we're still doing? Worshiping. We're still in union. We're still growing because we're pushing forward because we know that pain and suffering, enduring, is a part of our calling. Yeah. It's no surprise to us. A lot of us get surprised by the fact that we got to go through things. I got to go through this? Yes. Jesus, look at what Jesus went through. He continues on to talk about what Jesus had to deal with. Man. He was persecuted. Yeah. Imagine, just put yourself in the context of what Jesus had to go through and still endure because of what he understood his calling. Yeah. Do we understand our calling? Mm-hmm. So as I close, again, I told you all, I had no intention of keeping you all alone. That's right. uh, so as I close, uh, I just want to go back to the point I mentioned earlier about being a citizen in this country. Uh, citizens in this country, again, we are physically citizens in this country. We, we uh, elect things based on what we identify with. Uh, again, national, cultural, social, economic, all those things. And those citizens, they conduct themselves based on that election. So when you see a person acting in a particular way, you most times can say, okay, I know, I know what you elect. I understand, your, I understand how you based what you elect. I understand all those things. Can the same be said about us as members of his body? As citizens of the kingdom, can the same be said about us? Right? And that's what we've got to ask ourselves. Right? Can the world identify our election? Can the world see who we are based on our calling, which is our vocation, how we walk? Are we walking worthy of the calling that we chose? Again, it's of our own choosing. Right? Of our own choosing. Not anything, there's nothing that we can do, but we did it based on understanding there's nothing. Understand. Do we understand that within that calling there is an obligation to grow, and produce fruits of righteousness, 
Amen. All those things according to that calling? So those are questions that only we ourselves can answer. So this morning, I hope and pray that something was said uh, that encouraged you, uh, that is uh, motivating you, that is allowing you to continuously examine your calling uh, according to the word of God. And if you are here this morning and you have not obeyed the gospel, you are again, as I said, searching, searching for a place of peace and comfort. Understand that the word of God has been given to you. Understand that now, choose it. Choose a calling. Choose a calling that separates you from a world that's filled with chaos, a world that's filled with uncertainty. All those things, you have the ability this morning. Nothing is promised to you. Yeah. Nothing is promised. The only thing that is promised is the time that we have right now. So again, this morning, if you are searching, again, what's promised outside those doors, we don't know. But again, what we do know is that we have an opportunity now to make sure that calling and election is sure. And if you have obeyed the gospel and you have not been walking worthy of your call, thank God for his mercy and his grace. That we have an opportunity as I stand here to come to him and say, listen, I, I need to reevaluate where I am. I need to understand that the calling that I've been uh, given, that the calling that I chose needs to be worthy of you. Help strengthen me in the areas that I stand in need. Help me. Allow me to be open and honest to you. Allow me to be open and honest with myself. Rectify those things that is uh, hindering my calling, hindering me from being worthy, shining that light in every aspect of my life. And I say all these things, and I, again, as I said, I hope that Something has been said to prick your heart. Uh, so now if we could, we we'll do it. Uh, we can sing song. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for.